are you? Why are you hunting for the key? Yo, Donkey Kong, stay away from my friend. Oh, Mirage! Don't worry, your boys got this. Uh -oh. ah! Stranger danger! Stranger danger! Hey, 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 hey! Not so fast! Ay, ay, ay. Hey, over here, kitty kitty. Stand down! I won't ask a second time. We interrupt this program to bring you... Alright everybody, my name is Kevin. My name is Adam. And I'm Julie. And we are The Real Movie Guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Real Review, the series where we review and discuss all your favorite movies. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at Transformers Rise of the Beasts. During the 90s, a new faction of Transformers, the Maximals, joined the Autobots as the allies in the battle for Earth. Okay guys, another year, another Transformers movie. Uh, I, You know, I, I've come to expect these like every year, and I'm not going to lie to you. For whatever reason, I don't know if it's just nostalgia, which I guess that's probably going to be my problem. I kind of look forward to these releases, and I'm always thoroughly disappointed every time they come out. Uh, but I will say, the last movie that we got, uh, the Bumblebee release that came out, I actually really kind of enjoyed myself with that movie. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, whatever the case is. Uh, I saw a lot of potential for the series, because that acted as a reboot after... God knows the uh, the terrible existence of the Bayformer movies. Um, you know, I mean, I do like the first Transformers Michael Bay movie and tolerated the second, and then God knows what happened after that. But Bumblebee, there was like a spark there. They they really showed that they were interested in like the lore of the Transformers world. Uh, Bumblebee, I think, is a really endearing character, uh, which was kind of nice to be kind of like a more centralized story on one Transformer character and his relationship with the humans and stuff like that. Then. Rise of the Beast was announced, and every kid from my generation in their early 30s went crazy because, oh my god, it's Beast Wars. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Beast Wars was the, uh, I want to say, like, early 2000s, late 90s kind of iteration of the Transformers that, honestly, that's kind of what I grew up on. Uh, to say I'm a true, like, Transformers fan probably is kind of inaccurate because I didn't actually grow up with like the Autobots and that I grew up with the Maximals and the Decepticons and that, that, that was my generation of Transformers. So nostalgia bait aside, you know, they were in this movie and you know what? They added absolutely nothing to this movie. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, I didn't hate this movie by any means. I thought Transformers Rise of the Beast was a good time. If anything, I think kind of the whole like Beast Wars gimmick that was thrown into this movie was just literally there to get people like me into the theater. Otherwise, it was just kind of a mediocre Transformers movie with some fun scenes that I liked, some characters I thought that had potential, but I could have honestly done without the Beast Wars. Uh, there was really no reason for it to happen. Adam, talk to me. What's going on? What do you, what'd you think? Once again, you nailed it right on the head. I'm I'm in the same exact spot as you because you know going in, I was like, oh sweet Beast Wars, because that was that was the it. peak of Transformers for me. I was like, right. I had all the figures and stuff. I collected it. I watched the show multiple times. Like I was so excited to be here uh, watching this movie. And uh, yeah, they. I, I really wish they just got their own film at this point. 
Right. It added actually nothing to the whole plot of the yeah. movie. It was literally, I think, just there to get us to see this movie. And yeah. it, it, it feels kind of terrible. I'm not going to lie to you to some extent. Yeah, I feel I feel used. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. Uh, Julie, how about you, who has no interest really in Transformers, to, to be honest? Uh, what, what did you think of this one? Yeah, correct. Uh, Transformers is one of my, you know, not a favorite franchise of mine. Um, I have no knowledge of Beast Wars other than what you had previously told me. But I will say when the trailer first dropped for this, I'm like, this looks cool. I was really excited to see what they would do with the Beast Beastimals or whatever Max, they call Maximals. Come on. Maximals. Come on now. We, we, we don't need to get annihilated <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> I'm like, these are going to be awesome. And then as you both have said, nothing paid off with them at all. Um, that being said, I had an okay time with it. I, as you know, I said, I don't really love the Transformers movies. I liked the first one, Bumblebee, and then this one. Everything else I could care less about. Um, so I had an enjoyable time with it. Um, I'm sure we'll go into it more. The fact that it was in the 90s, I feel like was so inconsequential other than like some music choices. And which, the fact that they didn't have like good. cell phones, you know, were, great music choices. Yeah, I'm not I'll criticizing it, but like that. it didn't affect the plot though. No, the only, like even the clothing, like we wear that stuff today. Right. Uh, so I don't know. That's I mean, just a nitpick on my, I mean, on my I guess part. You could say we're in kind of like a nostalgia period ourselves, kind of like 90s stuff is starting to come back a little bit. So maybe there is some connection. Right. There. Uh, the, yeah. only, the only thing that's probably honestly affected by the whole nineties period is Bumblebee. <laughs> and yeah, that was, uh, let's, let's just start off with some complaints of this movie. So this movie the plot itself isn't actually that terrible. It's pretty much everything you've seen in a Transformers movie. Uh, I kind of akin this movie, and I think you guys would agree. It's kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon plot, right? I, that's kind of what it feels like. I felt like, and, and I kind of like that. That's kind of like comfort food for me when I watch this kind of movie. Like, oh, you know, it's just, we have this crazy thing. We have to go find it to save the world. And, you know, it's, again, it's pretty much every single action plot you've seen in a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh and it doesn't do anything more than that, which I don't know if I'm marking really against it necessarily, because again, it's it's Transformers. It's uh, it's it's very easy to digest. Right, and that's good Just sometimes. There, you know, and yeah, and I think we need movies like that. You know, I think there is a place for those summer blockbuster popcorn kind of movies where it's just straightforward. These are the good guys. These are the bad guys. Don't overthink it. That's kind of what it is. Uh, but I have to tell you, I think a lot of the choices they made, especially with uh, like leaving certain characters out, which I guess we're gonna kind of encroach into spoiler territory for me uh bumblebee really isn't in this movie at all and what did you guys think of that choice because i think i think over the years bumblebee seems to have become kind of the the mascot more so of the transformers franchise than even optimus prime himself i think to some extent uh people really do clamor for bumblebee and his character and to leave him out because he's in the first half and then he's taken out pretty swiftly and we don't see him the entire movie then he pops up like a godlike character at the end and starts taking people out uh even a little more powerful than optimus prime i would argue towards the end of this film what did you think of that choice, Adam? Do you think they were just trying to shake it up? Like, I, I don't. I just thought that was very strange. Again, this is the first of many issues I have with the plot of this movie. Right. I, I was thinking the same thing. Cause it's just so bizarre because, you know, Bumblebee got his own movie. Right. And then all of a sudden in this one, they're like, all right, so what if we have Bumblebee? But we don't have Bumblebee. We just knock him out. No Bumblebee yeah. in this movie. None for you. Yeah. So that character that people, you know, fell in love with even more because he got his own movie... Get rid of him. Right, don't have him. And again, he adds a lot of the comic relief. So I, in parts of me, kind of wonders if the Mirage character, uh, who is played by uh, Julie's favorite boy over there, 
<laughs> he's not my favorite boy. I just find him to be very funny. Pete Davidson. And he actually did a good job. I was impressed with that. Yeah, this this wasn't the worst Pete Davidson performance. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. When I heard some of the trailer dialogue, I super cringed a lot when I heard some of his jokes and stuff like that. That but, stranger but, danger line. Yeah, but I, overall, in context, I think the Mirage character actually did work pretty decently. So I wonder if they were worried, like, Bumblebee would steal his thunder while they're trying to cement, like, this new character into the franchise. Do you think maybe that was, like, a reason for Sidelight? Bumblebee 100% I feel yeah, like there was no need I, I for agree. it I, I agree especially because of like you know I think towards the end there Mirage kind of took the uh, the spotlight and then like in the end end credit scene right. he kind of even t- more took the spotlight like oh hey you know yeah, hey, it's Mirage. I'm the new like go-to connection to the human characters. Right. Uh, which we'll we'll get to the human characters, which actually might surprise you some of my thoughts. But which you know, this is a quick question because yeah. I know things have changed and maybe I'm over convoluting the Transformers um, live-action universe. Probably are these connected to the like Michael Bay, Shia LaBeouf? No. So like, is it okay? Because I was gonna say like with Bumblebee dying. Uh, earlier in the film, I was like, "Yeah, but we see him later with Shia LaBeouf. Like, he's going to be okay. We're fine." No, they're not. Connected. So there's no connection. Okay, no. it's its own thing. No, right. that's and that's another thing. I think so. This movie is like a reboot, you know, essentially of the Transformers franchise. And we did see Optimus Prime, I think, at the end of Bumblebee for a little bit. We saw him for like a hot minute, and then the movie kind of ended. We get him in this movie, and I'm going to tell you, I don't like Optimus Prime at all in this movie. Uh, he's he was really, a dick. He's really a dick throughout the whole entire movie, and I'm sorry. I just don't see that version of Optimus Prime working. Like, I understand what they're trying to go for. Like, we don't trust the humans. Ah, oh, you know, we're the Autobots. We have to save the, We have to do what we got to do for ourselves. But th- I just didn't like that plot line for Optimus Prime. When I see him as a leader, I, I don't see that that side of the character. And I, for me personally, as a fan, and even just someone going into this, I don't think I would have. I didn't really enjoy it. And I don't think anybody else would have enjoyed that. That's not what I want from Optimus Prime. How about you, Adam? Did you I like think that, that choice? Because I was like, I don't know. I think that um, the issue is that uh, with Optimus Primal in there, mm. they're like, oh, well, we're going to have two leaders now. we got to have, you know, Optimus Primal. Maybe he'll become the new, like, fan favorite, too, and, you know, his crew. Right. So maybe let, let's try and maybe balance things out. Right. Who knows? I was thinking the same thing, especially because, like, in my mind, I thought Optimus Primal was going to be more, like, we hide from the humans and they're like scum, but like it, it turns out that, that he was working with humans the whole time. So like he was the one to be like to Optimus. Yeah, they're not so bad. It's okay to like rely on them. So I feel like they tried to do that little. Right. So subvert. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about, I guess we might as well just talk about it now since we're bringing it up. So the beast wars, the maximals are in this movie. Uh, they kind of start off the movie on a kind of a strong point, I, I guess. With the, I was kind of excited with what they were doing. Uh, you know, that this Beast Wars were invaded and Unicrons here. They, they throw a lot of Transformers stuff at you. And I again, I don't know how well that works because there's literally no context for anything that's happening. Uh, the Beast Wars are really just there to kind of fuel the plot of the, the magic thing we have to find to stop Unicron from eating our planet. And the Unicron's this giant Transformer that eats a planet. He has his own savior, uh, Scourge, I believe it is, paid by, uh, voiced masterfully by Peter Dinklage. Uh, that, that's impressive. Uh, he is like the the main like uh, like the Silver Surfer to uh, the ones Galactus, if you will. That's a good reference. I know you guys enjoyed that. Um, that that's, that's essentially what this movie really is. Uh, but the Beast Wars, honestly, Optimus Primal 
is a fantastic character, uh, voiced by one of my favorites, Ron Perlman. Again, I have no issues with the Beast Wars, but they, they add nothing to the story. And the only character besides Optimus Primal that's even... I don't even want to say he's given any kind of, like, character, really, whatsoever. Air Razor's just a nice bird lady who breathes fire. That's really what, what, how she's characterized. Uh, Cheetor's in the movie. Rhinox, I don't think, has any dialogue whatsoever in the movie. I literally think he's just there. So if you mm -hmm. are a fan of these Beast War characters you're going to be really let down. There's just no other way around it. And then I think even worse than that is the fact that they just, they, they literally don't explain anything. There's a really quick piece of dialogue is like, well, we're your future transformers. We got transformed from your past to your future. No one's going to explain what the hell you're saying. You literally didn't explain a goddamn thing with what you just said. And you're so damn inconsequential to this movie uh, if they weren't there nothing would have changed whatsoever besides them just have having the little piece of the magic fragments that connect together to you know save and stop unicron there actually they bring unicron there then they have to stop unicron because you know that, that's how this movie has to go uh adam I, I just think it's a waste of time overall with them being here they could have they should have just kept to the straightforward transformers movie and then like you kind of said earlier save beast wars for another time they shouldn't have been together. I, they could have teased them at the end and they could have given them, then they should have set up their backstory, give me a, a Beast Wars, you know, couple film saga, and then they could have, you know, brought them into another film, you know, where they meet up at some point. But throwing it all in into this film, I just, it just feels like a mess sometimes. It is a mess. It's just pure nostalgia bait. That's exactly, if you want to see what that is, because I know people always ask for examples of nostalgia bait in movies. I think this is really where it, it works best because you can even tell with the way this movie's written. It's written from fans of the Generation 1 Transformers, of the fans of Optimus Prime and Bumblebee, uh, even uh, towards the end where we get the human characters, uh, which I will say in this movie, I don't know about you guys, I wasn't really annoyed with anyone. I thought uh, Anthony Ramos, who played Noah, I thought he was actually kind of an intriguing character, and that's kind of carrying over from Bumblebee, where we're getting uh, stronger human characters in these movies. And not even that, I think they're starting to realize that the Transformers are what we're here for, so we're getting less of their scenes and if there are scenes they, they kind of do blend well uh the only character i really didn't like uh, was the girl i think her name was elena she was kind of like the she was kind of again another inconsequential character kind of like the beast where she was just kind of there to be like i can translate hieroglyphics and i know where we have to go next on the map other than that she really had like no character whatsoever it was really noah and mirage's story kind of like they mirrored a little bit like i said in bumblebee uh, with um I can't remember a girl's name, the girl in that movie. And then also like Shia LaBeouf with Bumblebee in the original. Again, there's like a mirrored story there, which I think is really endearing. And that's when the human characters work strongest. Uh, so I guess we'll, we'll jump into a little bit of spoilers too. And I want to get your guys thoughts on that. What do you think of uh, humans and transformers combining? Adam, were you super surprised by that? Or did you not like that? Uh, Cause towards the end of the movie, Noah, they want to give the human characters something to do. I think that's really like the biggest thing that this movie really wanted to achieve. So Mirage gets knocked out and he's like, here, Noah, take my body. And he turns into like an Iron Man suit and attaches to Noah. Thoughts? Concerns? Talk to me. I mean, <laughs> like I said, it just feels like so much happens in this yeah. movie. Like you, like you could tease that at the end. I don't need to see. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of glanced over at the end there, but like, right. I don't know. It just kind of happens. Like there's no setup. Like, how does this actually happen? Is this actually a thing? Like, yeah, is he dead? Is he alive? I, like what's going on with that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just, 
I, I just feel like there's just so much and it's just kind of random that I was not expecting. <laughs> no, I wasn't either. How about you, Julie? Did you like the way that they tried to include at least maybe the human character in the in the finale? In the action. Nine times out of ten, or ten times out of ten till now, I guess we'll do nine times out of ten. Uh, it's always just the, you know, the Transformers saved the day, but now the humans actually were like fighting the robots. Like He, he decked a scourge there. Uh, that, that's kind of interesting. I'm surprised he, he did that. I mean, it looked cool Arguably. to an extent. Arguably. You know, I think that's why they did it. Mm -hmm. um, Storyline-wise, do I like it? Um, not really, I guess. But, I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, it's putting the human in the action of things. I don't know. It was just fine. Like Adam said, I think it just made... It was just another plot point in a very cluttered story where they're already trying to cover so much ground um i feel like maybe it would have been cool yeah even at the end uh i'm sure you'll get to it like that post-credit scene mm. maybe if, if it was integrated at that point um it would have had a better payoff yeah i think i think it could have been done a lot better uh there is transformers lore where the humans are like given like kind of like suits to help the transformers that is actually like a legitimate thing uh I did look into it because I was kind of just concerned, you know, with what the hell was going on here. Uh, it, it is a thing, you know, for sure. And regardless if it was lore or not, I don't think it's a terrible idea to just try and include, you know, the character in the finale of the movie. Give them a little more uh, urgency to the plot than just being the person that sneaks around in the air ducts and does, like, things that are specifically only that humans can do. Because, you know, it's a plot contrivance we've dealt with for years with these type of movies. And it's a nice change of pace, I, I have to say. Um and that being said, the CGI really isn't that great in the movie. But, uh, all the Transformers, everything do look good. Uh, the finale of this movie literally is the blandest setting I've ever seen in my entire life, which I think was really just done because they couldn't, I don't know if they couldn't afford it or they didn't want to spend the money to animate something a little more exciting. We're in a giant dirt ball and there's a giant laser beam in the sky. That's the blandest setting that I think they've come up with in a movie and even past movies where they've always had like interesting forest settings or even cityscapes. That's what you could come up with this movie. That, that, that was really disappointing. I, I think I really wanted something more out of the setting. Um, but let's talk about the finale because I think maybe that was I would argue that was the most interesting thing out of this entire movie. And I did not know about it whatsoever going into this movie and was thoroughly surprised. So spoiler alert, if you don't want to know about this, check out the movie before finishing up the review, then come back and join with us for this. Um, at the end of the movie, Noah Diaz, there is, you know, he gets like his money for his brother's health care and that's a whole other side plot which, which is fine again not, not terrible just not really something we're talking about uh at the end of the movie he's asked to join like the elite you know you got to join this elite agency and then we end up he gives he's given a card by the gi joes the gi joe agency which is leading to the big anticipated crossover a lot of fans have been looking forward to what do you think adam did that give you a little bit of excitement because for me actually i got excited i know the gi joes have a hit or miss history with their cinematic universes, mostly Miss, if we're going to be honest. Uh, but their comic book counterparts, which is some stuff I am a little bit familiar with, I got a little bit excited. Not going to lie, I see Cobra Clash with uh, the, the Autobots. Uh, that's kind of exciting to me. I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. I I will, you know, I'm going to hold my expectations for now. For uh, sure, you know, every Transformers movie needs to have held expectations. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... At this point, once again, throw it on top. Give me, give me some more to, you know, what's going to happen? Are, are they going to introduce another Hasbro toy in that movie oh, yeah. too? Oh yeah. Like I don't know. At this point, I don't know. I'm, I'm. So I'm going. 
I'm cautiously optimistic again. Yeah. How about you, Julie? Was that something that you were expecting? Because I know when we were sitting there, I'm like, oh, my God, is that G.I. Joe? I was, like, really surprised. <laughs> I 100% thought that uh, John Totoro yeah. from the original Transformers movies was going to be behind that wall. And, like, listen, son, you going to join? Like, I thought oh, it was going to be that organization. I was hoping it was going to be, actually. I loved him. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the G.I. Joe connection at all. I didn't know they had a pass, you know crossover but it's interesting um like you said i don't think they've have they had a good movie the gi joe live I, action i can't say that they have honestly so uh, right. i did watch Maybe uh, this is their chance yeah i watched snake eyes and besides like one or two action scenes that were interesting the rest of that movie was absolutely god awful and i don't recommend it to anybody uh yeah i'm intrigued i, I think G.I. Joe fans have been wanting this for a long time. Uh, Transformers fans as well, I think, have been wanting this. So this might be a really good crossover to kind of like maybe pump some new life and new urgency into the Transformers universe. Besides, here's my little kid sidekick that's going to help me save the world. Uh, you know, I've seen that before. And I this this movie, it's funny. This movie, I felt, really just went back on everything that I think Bumblebee excelled at. Because I would argue Bumblebee is as good as maybe the original Transformers movie is in a lot of ways. It wasn't a super overcomplicated plot. It wasn't like the end of the world stylings. It was just, you know, a smaller story. And I did like that smaller scale as for, for this kind of movie. You know, it felt a little bit different and a little bit more interesting. But this just feels like we're going back to the Michael Bay well. And I'm a little bit nervous, you know, to see what comes up. But... That all being said, let's put a big number on this one, guys. I'm going to give Transformers Rise of the Beasts a 6 out of 10. I'm tired of little things getting in my way. Me! We'll catch my cat. No! If, if you're a Transformers fan, I, I think you'll have an interesting time. If you're a Beast Wars fan, you're going to be super disappointed. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, Optimus Primal looks cool when they transform and they go, Autobots, maximize. You're going to have a good, or, uh, you know, Maximals maximize. You're going to have a good time. You know, the transforming looks cool. Uh, I, I think those are some of the better scenes. The action scenes aren't you know, are, are pretty interesting, I think, for the most part. Uh, the, the human characters aren't totally annoying, but really there's just no point to this movie existing. Uh, this is really just nostalgia bait at its finest uh, from our friends here at Paramount. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what comes up in the future. I, I am curious with the G.I. Joe uh, crossover being a thing, but who knows if it'll even happen. You know, we got writer strikes and everything around the corner, so it could be a very long time before we see anything Transformers-related. Adam. How about you? What do you think on this one? I'm going to give Transformers Rise of the Beasts a 6.5 out of 10. Rhinox! Cheetor! Maximize! along the same realm as you it's disappointing but it's still it was still an easy movie to watch i yeah. you know i enjoyed seeing all of my maximals you know it was great to see who was on there 
right. I enjoyed that. And I, I really, I enjoyed the, you know, the fight scenes and it's always cool seeing Transformers on the big screen. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't hate my entire time with this movie. No, and, and I will say if you know, if something we didn't talk about, this movie did move at a relatively fast pace. I think for me That's as true. well, it really did again, Saturday morning cartoon. If you're going to compare it to something, it didn't really miss a beat. It's like, here's a little bit of information, even to the detriment of its plot. Uh, we're just going to move right along. Transformer beast, beast maximals were from the future past, whatever it is. Don't worry about it. Just, just keep going. Just keep going. You know, I got to appreciate that a little bit. Sometimes uh, for a two hour and seven minute movie, it sure as hell didn't waste my time with that. So I'll give it that if anything else. Julie, how about you? What do you think on this one? I'm going to give Transformers Rise of the Beast a six out of 10 as well. What are you? Some sort of possessed car or something? Nah, that's not real, man. I'm an alien. Like, like E.T.? E.T.? The little ugly guy in the basket? Look at this face! The name's Mirage. Come on, give me a little, give me a little, give me a little, give me a little tap. Give me a little tap. There you go, now we're friends. You know, it was an enjoyable, fine time. Wasn't overtly offensive, you know. Would I watch it again? Probably not, but I didn't absolutely hate my time either. Um, it kept a quick pace. Um, seeing the Transformers and the Maximals was really fun. The human characters were, it, you know, interesting enough. Um, so it was good. It gives, you know, a little bit of hope to the continuation of the Transformers franchise. Yeah, again, I you know, I think younger kids will have a decent enough time with it, seeing their favorite Transformer toys on the big screen and wanting to buy them in real life. I, th I think it's going to satisfy the itch of ultimately what Transformers has always been about selling toys. I, th I think it's going to have that effect on people and, and young kids, adults, adults likewise, too. I think the fans won't be shaken by it. But if you're interested, it's, it's worth a good time. You know, just give it a shot. Again, if you're, if you're a Beast Wars fan, though, please, I just I really can't stress this. Uh, just uh, I have no expectations. Really, really got to make sure you have absolutely none. But again, thank you guys all so much for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. My name's Kevin. That's Adam and Julie. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. We'll catch you next time. If you guys like what you've seen here today, consider giving this video a like and leaving your thoughts in the comments below. If you want to stay up to date with everything Real Movie Guys related, make sure to hit that subscribe button and check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget all you audio listeners at home, we are available on many podcasting platforms. Just search The Real Movie Guys, you should pop right up. Thank you again all so much for joining us on this episode of The Real Review. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time.